city which is on the south of Serbia, big city. City with 300,000 people. And not much of Christianity happens at all. So there is probably less than 100 evangelical Christians in the whole city. Just a few churches around. And huge mission field for uh, for seeing God's kingdom grow. For, so for the last 10-15 years we are committed in building a, a very radical reaching out church. Over the last uh, 10-15 years we have been very radical to uh, open uh, the a church that can change society, that's what we want. We want to see a church that can reach out, change society, plant churches around and see the future changing. And that is a, the absolutely beautiful calling you have on your you can have on your right life. And that is actually the, the, the most roping that you can have of your life. Very tough one. <laughs> but it's such a privilege to serve God in that way. There is nothing like planting healthy churches around. There is nothing more than to solve the catapult. There is nothing like seeing your city, other cities changing because they have healthy churches around. And one of the biggest tools we have in reaching out the world is one very simple word, hospitality. So I was asked to preach about hospitality today. And I'm very glad because we see our church in Niche growing, particularly because people were committed to the Bible hospitality. And let me tell you straight away, hospitality is not something that comes easy to us. Okay, our childhood is marked by words it is mine, I don't want to share, this is my toy. That sounds familiar? Remember your parents telling you all the time, learn to share, le take your turn, give it to your friends. And we probably still feel that pain of sharing our stuff. So hospitality is difficult because it's the sharing for grown-ups. Sharing for grown-ups. And uh, when you see what the biblical hospitality is, it's even much more difficult. But it's extremely re rewarding thing. So I want to take you to the Bible story. And this story happens right after Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mountain. And Sermon on the Mountain, it's all about love your neighbor. 
turn another cheek, go an extra mile, all the beautiful Christian lifestyle. And you can imagine there was a huge crowd of people gathered around Jesus. There was all kind of noises, excitement, and, and talking around who is this guy, who is this guy. He speaks with authority, he communicates so well, he can explain very well what the kingdom of God is. And ging het over, over dat hij zo goed, zo goed prediker was en dat hij zo helderde dingen kon zeggen en dat hij precies kon aangeven wat het koninkrijk van God zou moeten zijn. Is it possible that he is that Messiah we're waiting for? Is, zou hij echt die Messias zijn waar we op het wachten zijn? And you can imagine he finishes somewhere on the mountain, he's coming down from the mountain and goes over Capernaum. En, en we kunnen ons beginnen herinneren dat, dat hij na die berg mee dat hij weer afkwam dat hij naar Capernaum ging. And all of those people following Jesus, almost like a bodyguards around him. And, and, and all the people follow him. bodyguards from him. And everybody talks about him. He's <coughs> such an amazing guy. He preached so well. And everybody he had it there. He's so fantastic to preach. And then suddenly, in front of Jesus, in Matthew 8, you can see a man with leprosy came and kneeled in front of him. And then, when he went up, he read in Matthew 8 that a man with leprosy came and kneeled. And Jesus stopped. And he stopped. Discipleship. Disciples stopped. The crowd stopped. All eyes on Jesus. What is going to do now? Dus de man knielde voor neer en iedereen stopte. Jezus stopte. De discipelen stopte. Dus heel veel beweging op de stilstand. En iedereen dacht: Wat gaat hij nu doen? And the Matthew 8 says, And Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The 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 man with leprosy said. And die van die leprosy zei van van Heer, als als u het wilt, als God het wil, kan u me schoonmaken. And Jesus healed him. And Jesus said, And crowd goes wild. This man is not just talking, and he's walking. And the man that he He's not just kind of big shot. He's not too big for the little people. He's not too big for the sick people. He's willing to stop and do something. Something for the people. He is willing to stop and give his undivided attention to one single man. And he is willing to stop and all his attention to that moment to one person. But that's not the man I want to talk about. I want to talk about what's happened after that. I want to talk about what's happened after that. And what's happened after that? It's so emotional. And what's happened after that takes you back to that. What is real radical hospitality? And what the nature does that goes over the radical hospitality. Not what dictionary says hospitality is. And not what what the word book says about hospitality. What Bible says the real hospitality is. What the Bible says what it is. And everybody in the first century who's been there, who heard this story, who saw what's happened, everybody of them. Felt the same thing. And everyone, that in the first era was, and they felt the same. Because stranger, a perfect stranger, stood in front of Jesus. What was going on? A perfect stranger stood in front of Jesus. Verse five says, centurion came to him, asking for help. A centurion, a Roman hoofdman, he stood for him and asked for help. Not just somebody unfamiliar. Niet iemand uh, die onbekend was. Not just somebody you don't have anything in common with. 
niet iets van iemand waarmee je iets, iets gemeen hebt. But somebody because of who you close yourself in your safety bubble. Maar het is juist iemand waar je afstand van houdt, waar je, waar je jezelf in je eigen veiligheidsbubbel uh, belt. But somebody because of you draw to yourself, to your se- to your close group of friends, and you find very difficult to open to the strangers. En dat is het, dat je je eigenlijk terugtrekt daarvan dat soort mensen, en dat je je liever bij je eigen veilige groep uh, vrienden en bekenden wil zijn. That kind of person stands in front of Jesus. Zo'n persoon, hè, waar je liever zo ver mogelijk van bij de naam blijft. Roman centurion represents the whole history of Jews with the Roman Empire, and that man stood in front of Jesus. En die 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 Romeinse kijken die stond eigenlijk voor voor wat emotions are very high. Nobody loves this man. Everybody hates this man. They say we don't have anything in common with this man. This man we turn our head from him. This man, if we can do it, we can do something really bad to him. That's much which which we don't like this man. He represents people who butcher our priests. He represents people who destroy a temple. He represents people who took our independence from us. Took our independence. He represents the people who insulted us in so many different ways. They kill our leaders, they kill our rabbis, they kill our babies, they kill John the Baptist. Can you understand what kind of emotions were in that moment, in that place? Can you understand what kind of emotions were in that moment, in that in front of Jesus asking for help. And that is the right moment to bring the word hospitality into all this. If you want to know what the biblical hospitality is, you don't need to go too far away from that little Greek word hospitality. Because Bible word for hospitality is philoxenia. Which means brotherly love for a stranger. Philoxenia, it's what hospitality is. Philo, the Bible word for a brotherly love, the love we keep for one another. The love you keep for your close friends, for your family, people who are dear to your heart, that's what philo is. Exenia, stranger. Somebody who is not like me. Somebody who is different. <laughs> Somebody who is not in my close friends group. Hospitality is extending the quality of kindness to needy strangers that you usually reserve to your friends and your family. Er staat uh, dat uh, die gastvrijheid, dat is uh, in de basis is het, uh, het, het uitbreiden van de kwaliteit van, van, van vriendelijkheid uh, die vreemdelingen nodig hebben. 
This is. En dat is wat je al normaal alleen aan, aan vrienden geeft. Dus dat is wat het is. Hè. Dus die, die, die extra stap in vriendelijkheid die je normaal alleen doet naar degene die je best kent en die het liefst zijn, die aan het denken zijn. Exactly what he said. That's what hospitality is. It's not what the dictionary says, you know, entertaining your guests at the dinner party. It is not what the word will say, that you friends are made by you on the table. It's a beautiful thing, but when the Bible speaks about hospitality, it goes miles and miles and miles behind that. When the Bible says about hospitality, it goes miles and miles behind that. Brotherly love for a stranger. That kindness and that love and that openness that we show to one another in the church. Hospitality says the same thing you show the people in the streets. The stranger is there at the door of every church. The people who are not part of our class not part of our financial circle, not part of our race, not part of our education, not part of our circumstances in life, not part of our, our subculture, they dress differently, they smell differently, they use words you will never use it. They're offense to your ear. They speak language that rise suspicion in your ears. They speak language that raise suspicion. The Bible says, you church, you people of God. I want you to show feel of life. To this kind of people. I want, I want you to, to then make them feel so accepted and so loved because you show them that kind of love and that kind of kindness that you keep for one another. Philoxenia. Not xenophobia. Not fear from those people outside, but love for those people outside. With only one thing that should be so familiar for you, just the one thing that is so same for them and for you. That that guy outside is a so desperate need for God. En dat met allebei in such a desperate need for a great favor from God. Als je zegt dat we gewoon afhankelijk zijn en verlangen zijn naar God. And he's at your door. En hij is aan jouw deur. He's on your path of life. En hij is op jouw levenspad. He's in front of the door of your church. En hij zit aan aan de voorkant van je van je woorden van je kerk. And your attitude. En jouw houding. Your warm or cold approach. Your smile, your judgmental look, are going to be making or breaking point in his life. And God strategically put us in the world. God never take us build a church on the top of the mountains where there is no people around. He said, you have something, you have a kind love for one another, I'm going to put you in the world and show that love 
to the world around you. And the aardige liefde die je met elkaar hebt, die zet in de wereld, die moet in de wereld neerzetten, de plek waar je woont. In Hebrews says, do not neglect to show hospitality to the strangers. It was written in a time there was so danger around. In a time of danger, God says, show Philo love, show brotherly love to the people who are strangers to you. And then it says, not just I want you to not neglect, I want you to actively seek to show hospitality. As, as Paul says in, the, says in the Romans, seek to show hospitality to the people. And then Peter says, I want you to have this kind of heart, this kind of attitude, this kind of approach to hospitality, that you're never gonna grumble about it. That you die, die houding hebt, hè, om naar voor pasvrij, dat je nooit over zal mopperen. It says, show hospitality without grumbling. En dus laat de je pasvrijheid zien zonder daarover te mopperen. And I tell you what, it's possible to become that kind of people of God who have joy, happiness. In showing hospitality to the people who are so offensive and different than us. And I tell you that it's possible to do that, that it gives you joy to give to people who are so different than us. Because that was what the Roman centurion was in that time in front of Jesus, offensive and different. Because that was what he was, where he was over the but our Lord knows differently. Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. You see, he was born in a world he was born into this world to introduce the world a brand new approach for living and brand new ethics how to live life. Jezus was 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 gekomen om in in de wereld om een nieuwe ethiek hij geboren om een nieuwe ethiek in de wereld te brengen. And he was going behind any kind of understanding people had. En hij dat ging verder dan het begrip van van wie ook op dat moment in de wereld. He just finished the sermon when he said, if you do good to those who are good to you. What credit is that for you? Even sinners do that. And he had got the benefit of the kindness of the Archie Goodwood and the people who are good to you. He says, What the value of the Sunday do that? Love your enemies. Love the people who are different than you. How can the people who are different than you? Love the people who, by instinct, scares you a little bit. In the first place, it's the people who are bang for you. Love the people who put you in your security bubble. How can the people who are good for them? Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. And then he says, when you show this kind of filial love, this kind of hospitality, this kind of love for a stranger to the people, then your reward will be great. Then you will be called children of the Most High, because He is kind to ungrateful and wicked. And now 
the Roman centurion knocks on Jesus' door. I knew that he meant that the Roman centurion and he did it. He showed him hospitality. And I did it. He extended the quality of kindness that you usually reserve to your friends and your family to this needy stranger. And I, I hope him all, all under. But but in the main, I drink something. So how do we develop this kind of? How do we find this kind of motivation in heart that we joyfully, joyfully show this kind of love to the people around us? We need to see what Jesus is doing in this story. And you know, Jesus stands here, in front of him is centurion, behind him is the Jewish nation. All those people behind looking over their shoulder, judging this man in front of him. And all the men up and all the Joden die veroordelen die Hopman. Give him a look. And he kijk naar hem. Not being kind to him. Bringing back all the past that this Roman centurion did for them. All these people who praised Jesus just an hour ago. All the people who praised Jesus just an hour ago. And Jesus doesn't have any problem. To stand up. And go on the side of the centurion. And stand on the side of centurion. Suffering in the stranger. He chose him in front of all the group of Jews who look over their shoulders judging that guy. And he knows if I chose him, I'm probably gonna leave, I'm gonna I lose so many people from this group. And Jesus knows that now, as the man who is Roman standing, there will probably be a lot of people who will leave from the police. So there is a pain. There is a decision to be made. So there is a pain in the heart. There is a decision to be made. So Jesus knows if I don't do this for this centurion, and Jesus knows if I don't do this for this centurion, I'm going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to talk and believe one thing about the merciful God and not show grace and mercy to the people around me. In that moment, the Jew Jesus could easily say, look at the man and says, call the medic. Call your friend. Why don't you ring your Caesar? Let him do a favor for you. He had every right to be nasty to that man. But not Jesus. <laughs> Jesus decided to show kindly love to this man. Do you know what the radical hospitality is? To stand together with Jesus on the side of centurion. He's not on that side. He's on the side of people on the streets. He's on the side of people who are so offensive to us Christians. He's on the side of people who are so different than us that we just don't understand them. And every single time when you as a church and you as individuals go and visit those refugees, for example, Jesus says, "Welcome. I'm already here. Come and help me." 
Because he is on their side all the time. There is a wrong self-righteousness tendency in us to choose to say, I don't have anything in common with those people. We don't say that, but there is a tendency motivation that draws us away from them. And those people who think I'm so different than a stranger on the street, will miss this grace. And those who think I'm just a Mr. Nice Guy, never bad guy, will miss it. And those ones who don't see their face in the face of every lost stranger in the world will miss it. En de, de, de mensen die, die niet over en over staan met, met die, die vreemdelingen van de wereld, die, die missen dat. Die missen the ones who says, my ten fingers. Die, die missen en degene die zegt, ah, die build my life with my ten fingers. Ik heb mijn eigen leven gebouwd met mijn tien vingers. And on the basis of that, judge people who don't have nothing. En die op basis daarvan, wat ze zelf hebben opgebouwd, andere mensen veroordelen. Forget that they have those ten fingers because God's given grace. They have a good education because God showed them grace. They had a good parents who invested in them because God's grace. They're born in a land of opportunity because of God's grace. It's the beautiful favor of God that God showed to us. And now it's the Roman centurion standing asking for a favor. And now the world stands in front of us asking for a favor. Let's not forget the favor we got from God. It's the man and woman who realized I'm centurion. Het zijn de mensen uh, die dat we ons moeten realiseren. Ja, ik ben die centurion. I'm offender to God. Ja, ik ben iemand die tegen God stond. And I'm an opportunity to do for that stranger what God has done for me. En nu heb ik de mogelijkheid om dat voor die vreemde te doen wat God voor mij gedaan heeft. We need to see ourselves in a true light and never forget naked reality about ourselves. We moeten onszelf in het ware licht zien en, en niet de naakte waarheid van onszelf vergeten. One of the things that God was always doing through the history is reminding his people of their roots. It's even in the Old Testament with Jewish people and the Jewish man or woman meet a stranger, needy and vulnerable person. Strange and different person. He's supposed to remember his roots. Iedereen ook over de vreemdeling dat hij zijn wortels waar hij vandaan komt, dat hij die moet herinneren. He he's supposed to remember that he owns his existence to generosity and kindness of God. En op het oude testament worden ze continu herinnerd aan dat ze vrijgevig moeten zijn en dat ze gastvrij moeten zijn. God has put that in His law. En wat God heeft zijn liefde. He says he says in a Leviticus law says you shall treat the stranger as the native among you. You should love him as Him as yourself, for you are strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. 
Nou, hij zegt van, van uh, je moet je liefde tonen in Leviticus, je moet je liefde tonen aan, aan de, de, de vreemdelingen. Um, omdat je zelf ook vreemdeling bent geweest in het land van Egypte. I tell you what, that is the best possible exercise you can have every day. En dat, dat is de beste oefening die je kan doen elke dag. I, we are all weak with those things. Dat zijn allemaal zwakkingen. I try to teach myself every single time when I'm on a street and I see those gypsies in niche in my city that wash the windows in the car. Just remind myself of the grace of God. En ik moet mezelf ook steeds aan, aan uh, herinneren. Ook als ik in, in onze stad de Zigeuners dan zie, en dan was ze zijn auto's. Dan moet ik echt tegen mezelf zeggen. And he showed to me and be motivated by that grace of God to show generosity to that poor child. Dat de genade van, van, van God die, die aan mij gegeven is, dat ik iets van die genade kan geven, uh, doorgeven aan dat kind. Anytime in our church, when we get people coming who are just a part of this world, swearing people. En, en ook in, bij ons, als er mensen ons kerk binnenkomen en mensen die, die, die vloeken, die van uit de wereld komen binnenkomen. Using words we will never use. I get. I get reminded of what God took me. And showing the grace that He showed to me, showing to that person and seeing that person change. So you see, the hospitality should be the heart of our identity. When you say, I'm a child of the Most High, you spell that hospitality. Feel the love for the people who are not like me. Als je dus zegt van ik ben het kind van de Allerhoogste, vertaal het dan in dat je gastvrij mag zijn voor ieder die buiten is. Because God shows such a great hospitality to us. In Romans, Peter's Paul says. God heeft die gastvrijheid aan ons laten zien en die mogen we uitgeven. Just in the right time when we were still powerless, God died for ungodly. While we were still sinners, strangers to Him. Christ died for us. En zoals in Romeinen 5 staat, dat dan dat hem aan het begin en dat wij ook zonder kracht waren. He did something. Jezus die die stierf voor ons. He didn't just preach about those things. Voor, voor ons die die niet volgden. Ah ah. For him he was just Sunday meeting. Bij wij toen wij nog zondags waren, toen stierf Jezus voor ons. For him he wasn't just a sermon of the mountain. En het ging hem niet om om de zondagbijeenkomst. For him, it was not about the the bad days. For him, it was Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. What do you do with this message? It was not about the special moments, but it was about what do you do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? What do you do? For him, it was absolutely normal on the way down from mountain. Heal that person. Help that person. Heal this different person. Help that different person. Dus het was zijn 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 levensvorm. Uh, Toen hebben die berg afkwam om gewoon de eerste beste die die noodgroep die te te genezen. Unseparable the message and the man, the message and the action. Omdat de boodschap die 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 uitdroeg uh, die is was onafscheidelijk van dat wat hij deed wat hoe hij handelde. Dus de boodschap was onafscheidelijk van zijn daden. And when he died on the cross, he took away all my excuses and all your excuses to not live life of intentional, planned, radical hospitality. And and when he died on the cross, that means he has every excuse, every excuse from us taken to not be hospitable to the people. For the great generosity, hospitality, and grace was spilled in my life. Yeah, because that the 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 greatest yeah. 
de grootste weggeven wat hij heeft weggegeven, alles wat wij weggeven, onze gastvrijheid, wat wij met anderen delen, dat zal nooit zo groot zijn als het Jezus ons gedaan. I'm treating every person I meet in my life. I treat every person. I, I show. I treat, I treat every person I meet in my life with this hospitality, feel of senia. Met die broeder die ik zo behandelijk en zo benader ik elke persoon die in mijn leven komt. When I understand that, then hospitality becomes something completely different. En als ik als ik dat doorlaat brengen, ja dan dan gaat het iets totaal anders betekenen die die gastvrijheid. It becomes the initiative for people into this mysterious, life-changing community. Then people will come to your church. The way how people get saved in our church. They fell in love with the church in the first place. In, in, ja, verbrief, op de kerk, op de they, they don't understand God. So they respect what we're doing. Ze begrepen niks van God. Ze begrepen respect wat we deden. But they love the atmosphere. They love the people. They love the kindness. They love how we treat one another. How we love one another. What we show to them. They love that. Maar ze hielden van de sfeer van die die hing hoe we van elkaar hielden, hoe we met elkaar omgingen. And then this kind of radical hospitality start opening their mind to ask questions. Where is this coming from? Why do I get this as a total stranger for those people? Where is this love coming from? If hospitality is the love for the stranger, Then it becomes strategic initiative. Yeah, we start to pray about hospitality. We start to plan hospitality. We prepare ourselves. We work towards the person, to the per, uh, towards the purpose of helping others. We think about hospitality in the church. Everything we'll be doing in the church, it's his way of thinking about the people who will come through that door. How we ready to receive them? Will, are, are we able to show the love and kindness that we have with one another? How about the kids work? How about the youth work? How about all these things? Are we just maintaining the fun club of Jesus Christ? Or are we a factor of change in community? And then our hearts start changing when we understand how much God did for us. En ons hart verandert als als we beseffen wat Jezus ons gedaan heeft. And then we see a safe bubble bursting. En dan zien we onze onze veiligheidsbel die die zien we barsten. Because we don't have xenophobia anymore. En want we hebben geen geen angst meer voor de voor de. We are not afraid of people who are different than us. We zijn niet meer bang voor mensen die anders zijn dan wij. But we have philoxenia, love for those people. Maar we gaan die broederliefde voor die voor voor vreemdelingen voor. And then these things change everything in our lives and our church. And then it all 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 things change in our lives and in our church. Everything we'll be doing becomes without pretension to show hospitality to the people. And and all that we're going to do, it's going to 
Ja, en het licht zeg maar, om de intentie om die broerlicht te brengen. My dear friends, everything we'll be doing in the church in Ish. Alles wat wij in onze kerk doen. It's with idea we don't want we we don't want to insult anybody who comes through that door. Is is erop gericht dat we iedereen die van buiten binnenkomt dat we niet zullen beleven. Anybody who comes through that door doesn't matter how different they are. Hoe anders die mensen ook zouden zijn. It will it's going to be loved. Is going to be accepted. Is going to be cared for. That makes it out. He will be loved. He will be accepted. Whoever comes to that door is not going to get judgmental look. Is going to get looked through with love and grace. And and the people who will come, they will not be judged, but they will be accepted by God. So we are not going to insult anybody. We will not be judged. But when I stand here and preach. Als ik hier staan preek, the gospel is allowed to insult them. Net dan mag het evangelie, mag ze wel beleven. We don't change the message. Want we gaan de, de boodschap niet veranderen. We change our hearts towards the people who are different. Maar we veranderen ons hart naar de mensen. We are not going to insult them, but the pulpit and the Bible and the message is not going to be watered down. It's going to be sharp as should be. And if they are insulted, that's fine. Oké, okay, dus wij gaan onze liefde en warmte. Uh, die daar zal geen belediging zijn, maar wat het woord zegt, dat mag zo, zo scherp zijn als een zwaard. En als ze zich daardoor beledigd voelen, dan is dat zo. Maar dat gaan we niet laten verwaten. The way through to the radical, generous hospitality is to remember our roots. En de, de, de weg terug naar die, naar die radicale gastvrijheid is om ons aan onze roots uh, te herinneren. En om, om terug te denken aan dat moment wat God voor ons gedaan heeft. And then from the place of that rejoicement, May God bless you all. And let us build churches that God put with one reason in the cities. To reach people around us. So let be without fear and go outside and reach people. Dus laten we naar buiten gaan zonder enige angst en mensen bereiken. Generosity and hospitality is the greatest tool you have in this world. And the belangrijkste gemeenschap die je hebt is generositeit, vrijgevigheid en gastvrijheid. Amen. Amen. And thank you for my concert. Maar het belangrijk is dat het zaad dat goed water krijgt. En dat is heel erg belangrijk. Dus je kan boter horen, dat is, dat is het zaad, dat is, dat is zo krachtig. Dat legt God in ons midden neer. Maar als het geen water krijgt, dan kan het niet opkomen. Dan kan het niet gaan groeien. En als jij een zaadje in de grond doet, zou ik haast de kinderen moeten vragen. Wat is het eerste wat je gaat doen? Water geven. En wat is, wat is nou het hemelse water wat we kunnen vragen aan God? 
dat de Heilige Geest onze beweging gaat zetten. En dat denk ik een, een belangrijk gebed die we. Ik wil het gewoon vragen vragen. Wil je ons als, als kerk zegenen? Dat de Heilige Geest zijn werk gaat doen in ons midden. Opdat de missie die waar we midden in staat, onze naasten, dat dat over gaat slaan naar de omgeving. En als wij dingen missen in, in ons leven, dan kan dit een aanmoediging zijn. Dan vraag ik je uit om te zeggen van, open je hart. Laat de Heilige Geest je bevruchten. En zeg ergens aan me tegen, zo is deze dienst begonnen. Ja Heer, ik wil. En dan gaan de andere dan gaan de dingen veranderen. Ik wil veranderen. Ik wil uit mijn comfortzone komen. Ik verlang om te veranderen. Maar ik vind het moeilijk. Ik vind het vreselijk moeilijk, dat kun je zeggen. Maar vertrouw je op God. Vertrouw je op God en de familie van God om te gaan veranderen. Hij is de almachtige. En daar blijven we naar kijken. Laten we gaan staan met elkaar. Laten we een uitnodiging zijn vanuit je hart. Je hoeft niet naar voren te komen. Dat vraag ik helemaal niet naar. Maar waar ik om vraag is, open je hart. En God ziet je hart. En ik moet een uitnodiging naar je. Wil je met mij op stap gaan? En ik wil vragen aan Vlaanderen. Deze ervaring heeft met zijn kerk. Misschien wel in moeilijke tijden. Heb je moeilijke tijden gekend Vlaanderen? Ja, hij heeft moeilijke tijden gekend. Everybody has difficult things everywhere. Iedereen heeft dat. En overal. Dus wij kennen ze ook. Misschien zijn ze anders dan die van jou. God is dezelfde. En we ons veranderen. Wil je ons zegen? Ja, Lord, I do pray. Church, I would like one thing to stay with you. Remember your roots. Kerk, ik wil één ding tegen jullie zeggen. Bedenk waar je vandaan komt. Bedenk waar het begon is. Remember where you're coming from. Bedenk waar je vandaan komt. Wat Jezus met gedaan heeft. Remember the greatness and goodness of God in your life. Bedenk en denk aan alle goedheid die God in je leven gebracht so heeft. Je bent zo gezegend dat je bent geboren hier. Je bent zo gezegend dat je hier in dit land geboren bent. En je bent zo gezegend dat je niet door al die dingen heen bent gegaan waar anderen zijn. Maar dat was Gods keuze om jou te zegenen met deze prachtige dingen. You didn't deserve it. Je hebt het niet you didn't create it with your hands. Je hebt het ook niet zelf gecreëerd. Everything good, every good gift that you have, it's coming from God. Alle goede gift, alle gaven die je hebt, die komen van God. So remember from what God took you. Dus herinner je waar God je uitgehaald heeft. Remember the goodness He has for you. En herinner je de goedheid die Hij heeft voor jou. And when you remember that, en als je dat herinnert, you will be with the people outside those walls. Dan, dan, dan wil je naar de mensen die buiten die hier rondstaan. And you will be so grateful. For all the good things God did for you, that you will show that gratefulness and love to them. En we zo dankbaar zijn voor alles wat jij zelf gekregen hebt, dat je die die dankbaarheid die wil uitdaan die mensen buiten. Church, kerk, heal your problems by being solution for the other people's problems. Probeer, probeer je problemen oplossen. Doe dat door de problemen van anderen op te lossen. You will see when you give yourself in 
in, in a helping people around us, how your problems are becoming small and nothing. Holy Spirit, I pray that you fill this church with a fresh anointing. Fresh anointing for a reaching. Fresh anointing for a reaching out. I pray that every single person thinks on Monday, right, today, I'm going to meet some people. How can I bring feel or love? Ik wist voor ieder persoonlijk dat hij maandag naar buiten gaat en zich zal herinneren en denken aan wie kan ik die broederliefde voor de vreemdeling geven Ik wil vragen als als ik binnen als de kerk de tv aanzet en op het nieuws kijkt. En niet oh oh wat een slecht nieuws. Raise a holy desire in a church to say we want to make an active solution to those problems inside. I pray that Holland is going to be changed, that this church is going to be changed, the ministry to the immigrants. That the kerk, this kerk, has changed. This church is going to be placed by the minister with the people who nobody wants to have anything with us. En dat er de mensen gaan onderwijzen die waar niemand mee te maken wil hebben, dat wij dat gaan doen. I pray that we're going to be able to reach so many different subcultures in a in a society and come out from the safety zone of our Christian subculture. Dat we al die subculturen die we niet kennen, al die vreemde subculturen, dat we daar ingaan en die zo anders zijn onze christelijke subculturen. Just pray, Lord, that this is going to become such a burden. That the only relief for that burden is going to be go and do your father's work. And that the only thing that we can take away is that we can work and do what we have to do. So I pray for an intentional, radical, filled with love, generosity. I pray for for with intention the love to give to burst down from this church. From these churches. From kids' work. From the youth work, from the house groups, from every single ministry in the church, bring this radical philopsenia into Brotherly, kindly, generous love for the people who are not like us. For the people who are not like us. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.